This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We're joined here at the ACC tournament by my idea of a quad one guest, the commissioner of the ACC, Jim Phillips. Uh, Take that as a take that as a comment. You are a quad one guest. Adam, I, I've been called a lot of things in life. That's one of my favorite. I may have to steal that. You can. You you absolutely can. Have we had too much talk about quad this and quad that? Not really. Uh, not really when you're fighting for survival. Right. You're trying to get in. The, the tournament means so much to anybody in the sport of basketball. And you've worked, you know, maybe a year, three years, four years as a student athlete, off season to get a chance to have some magic happen in March. Right. Um, so, no, but, uh, you know, as, as I look at it, I'm, I'm a former kind of recovering committee member, both on the women's and okay. the men's side. So I've been in that room. It's a, not an easy assignment sure. at all. And you really do take um, it, this, the assignment very seriously because you want to try to get it right. But sometimes, Adam, I would just say this. <clears throat> we spend too much time looking at the metrics okay. and not enough time um, at, 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 at points of the season by just, just the eye test. Just right. watch teams play. Uh, and, and that's when I look at our league this year, um, Five teams are talked about going in, and then there's question about Clemson and North Carolina. I, I would just say this. Clemson's won 14 games in the ACC. Enough, right? right. We can talk it should about be. their win at NC State or their win right. at, at Pitt, which, who nobody, where nobody won, etc. Um, but they want to bring up a game in November, right? And, right. And I think that for us in our league, like a lot of leagues, teams get better as the season goes on. And, you know, the Carolina piece is... As I told the committee member, I hear you. I see where they're at, and um, we'll see what happens this week. But that 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 looks to be to me a, uh, an NCAA tournament team. You know, I know that, that the record and some of those things, uh-huh. and the quad one as you led this segment off with. But at the end of the day, I truly believe they're an NCAA tournament team. So we'll see what happens. Do you do you get into the office uh, in the uh, in the morning or on your phone on the way in uh, as somebody else is driving? Uh, check the net and see where uh, see what the net is. You, are you a daily viewer no, of that? I, I'm, I'm I'm a little frustrated with it, and we went right. to the NCAA. No, and and I love that group, and the net has taken over for what formerly was the RPI. So you need some metric, and I think there's some benefit to that, something that can take a look at the sample size of 363 Division I teams and and try to rank them according to certain metrics. But it's maddening when you you beat a quad one team and you go down, Mm -hmm. you know, in in, uh, overall in the net. And... And uh, teams with 14, 15, 16 losses at near the top of the net or in the top, you know, quadrant of the net. So um, it'll balance itself out. I have faith in the the committee members. Bubba Cunningham, the director of athletics at uh, North Carolina, is is a member of that 12-person committee. Uh, You're not allowed to speak. About your particular team, if you're asked a question, it's it's fa- it has to be factual, yes right. or no type of thing. So um, we'll see what happens, and um, you know th- those are two teams we're we're not sure about. But we have five others that I think are outstanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last thing I said to the committee members that called this week, as we have a a monthly kind of get together and give them the resume, is um, you, you you only gave us five last year. Maybe you thought that that's what we earned, but I would just say. Um, 
nobody had a better uh, tournament than we did last year in the ACC. Correct. 13 and 5. Uh, try not to do that again. So, anyways, I don't know if it'll work or, <laughs> or not. Or if they do it again, yeah. you do it again. Yeah. See, I understand why they don't want, and I'm not going to make this all about this type of thing, but I understand why they don't want to say, well, history is one thing, this year is a separate thing. Why what happened before can't impact what happens now. Except, and I, and I know it's not necessarily your job to sing the praises of the league. It, maybe it's the coaches. Maybe it's my job, and I think we've tried to do the best we can there. But what I don't understand is that SEC football stands on its own merits, and it doesn't matter if they play a poor non-conference schedule or the rotation is such where you only play two really good teams all year. If you're an SEC school and you've got eight wins, pff, we're an SEC school. It should, and that's enough for the football people. For some reason, the ACC in basketball isn't getting the same kind of, I guess, unconditional love. Uh, well said. Couldn't say it any better. All right, we'll move and, on. And, and, and what I would also <laughs> say is we, we do suffer from you know some of our past uh, in a good way, and that is when – North Carolina and Duke, um, who, who have been enormous brands mm-hmm. and enormous success in the league, when they're not at the top of the league, and more specifically, when they're not in in um, the top ten nationally, there there's this connection to, well, the league must not be that good. Right. You haven't seen Miami play then. You haven't seen Virginia play. Right. You haven't seen our teams play if that's what you – um, surmise from North Carolina and Duke maybe not being in, in in the top ten in a particular year. All right, let me get to, to a couple of other things. Sure. The uh, Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC, is with us here at the ACC tournament. There is so much change in college sports from NIL to realignment to uh, revenue sharing, which is a, a whole brand new uh, conversation. Uh, that I don't know if we ever thought we would have. And in kind of going away from the eek, just divvying it up, dividing by 15 or 14. So where do you stand on something like that? And this is kind of couched in, we understand what the AD at Florida State said to the Board of Trustees. So what can be done to make everyone happy in this situation? Well, first of all, we're going to continue to work together, and that's what we've done um, for a period of time. And I'm proud of how our group has come together, whether it's the CEOs, meaning our, our board of, of presidents and chancellors, or the athletic directors. Um, th- this is a time where you have to try to do everything you can to assess the issue and then address it. And that's what um, our conversations have been. We, we went from not talking about this at all when I first arrived to having – conversations about every time we get together. So I don't think that there is a, what I would call a silver bu- bullet, Adam, that would fix some of those disparities between us and a few of the other leagues. So you have to be creative. You have to do some of the things we've done with our sponsorship stuff, with um, the, the hiring of fish bait, with what we've done with television, the distribution mm-hmm. piece. That, that's all generated revenue, additional revenue that we didn't have a few years ago. We'll continue to look at ways, whether it's a, a revenue share or a success initiative or any of those types of things that could 
uh, obviously keep the, the, the conference stable and make sure everybody's in a pretty healthy spot, but reward those and incentivize those that are really um, putting resources, additional resources to or having success. So we're going to work through it. And mm-hmm. again, I, um, people are open-minded, and I really give the, the board uh, an awful lot of credit. And, you know, what, what occurred at Florida State, that, that, was, that was nothing new. We've been talking about those issues. So there wasn't anything surprising about the content um, there. It did seem, this is an editorial comment for me, it did seem like uh, Mr. Alford forgot the one part of that equation, the grant of rights. He almost left it all hanging out there. And I'm like, wait a second, there is something else there. Um, what can the league do to bridge the gap? And this is not to help Florida State or Clemson or anybody else, but we know what the uh, what the SEC and the Big Ten are going to get. You've 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 been in the Big Ten. What is there that the league can do? You're not going to. We can't make up thirty or forty or whatever a million dollars. What can the league do to bridge the gap? Well, that's part of the things that I was describing. Um, you know, the media piece is a, a big. Um, you know, portion of the overall revenue that's distributed to the institutions. Um, but just the announcement with Endeavor that this mm-hmm. came out yesterday, we're looking at ticketing for all of our championships in a different way. It's it's had an immediate impact as we look at secondary ticket market. And when you when you give a school ten or twelve thousand tickets for a game, and then all of a sudden they just kind of run dry at, at about 9000 and they have a 1000 or a couple left. Right. Instead of selling them for 5 or $10, they come back to this organization, and they're, they're able to be distributed in the marketplace and across the ACC footprint and across, national, um, across nationally. So those types of things, the sponsorship with Ally that you just saw, which was tremendous. We, yep. We've not had a sponsor come forward that has been that committed and is aggressive to sponsoring women's sports. So the opportunity to have the Ally Women's Basketball yep. ACC Championship, and then they're also going to support soccer and lacrosse. So those are the things that I'm saying that it's not going to be one decision. It's going to be a combination of a variety of things that you look at, media, ticketing, sponsorship, um, NCA revenue, and then how you distribute it. I think all of that p- uh, position together gives us the best chance to have long-term success. I mean, you and I, uh, when we spoke last at, at uh, Operation Football, I gave you weird ideas about uh, putting the ACC office in a bus yeah. and just driving it around. Here's another weird idea. Completely crazy because you mentioned soccer, and it has me thinking. Uh, a merger with the Pac-12 with relegation and promotion. <laughs> No, don't do that. It's interesting though. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big, you know, I've become a big soccer fan. I know, and I love soccer too. <laughs> it's kind of a cool system, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's funny. People think that that would improve soccer in this country. I just don't think you're going to get uh, like big time sports franchise owners to buy into it. Yeah. Not here. It's part of the culture there. All right, last, last issue for Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC. And I know I've heard you talk about. Uh, needing Congress to help out with name, image, and likeness. The NCAA right now is dealing with uh, court issues to whether or not to determine that athletes are employees of the university, which I think all of these things are really tied in. Personally, I don't see Congress doing much to help anybody in this situation. I think they're just going to let it sit where it is. They have not going to use the cliche they have other important things to do. I just think they're undecided on this, too. Um, so w- aside from Congress, what can be done? 
in in this area, or is it just going to be waiting till everything kind of adjusts? Well, you have to you have to um, try to create your own destiny, so to speak, and and so. We do have a few issues. One is what you talked about, the, the reaffirmation of the student um, in student-athlete. Sure. Right? And some are skeptical of it and don't necessarily believe it and believe with the Alston Award and how we're handling transfer rules and all the rest of it. These are, you know, potentially employees. But I would promise you across our campuses, um, there's not a single president that doesn't believe mm-hmm. that it should start there. As it relates to Congress, maybe we can have some help, maybe we can't. But in, in the end, we have um, the, the, this, this name, image, and likeness issue that I think it's fantastic for student-athletes to be able to benefit off of their abilities or their name or their image, etc. Social no media, right. That's, that's right. That, that's our country. That's what I think yeah. we all really appreciate and have loved about it, the entrepreneurial thing um, that comes with, with any of us. And why would we allow a, a teacher or a faculty member or a president or a commissioner music like, student, music to, right? Right, to do it, and we wouldn't let a student-athlete. So, so I'm completely for it. But for the first time in that I can recall, and maybe it's a long time in the history of the NCAA. You know, we've all agreed on a certain set of rules, Adam, and we may not have liked them, but, but we agree on them, um, disagree on it, but we're held to a standard that if you don't abide by that particular rule, um, then, then there's potential ramifications, right? You get mm-hmm. in, front, in front of the infractions board and they look you at see it. see Miami got, yeah. so, I mean, like, a little yeah, slap yeah, on right, the wrist, right, but right. yeah, they were called on this the carpet. Is, this is one that's, you know... Um, uh, just a Herculean issue in the sense that uh, there are no boundaries, there are no guardrails. Your interpretation of what a student athlete can do can vary from vary from sure. mine. In the same state, it's not even the same. Mm-hmm. And then you know we have in our footprint 15 schools, 10 states, and they're different. So when you go on the road to recruit and to you know, talk about coming to a particular institution and what you're able to do versus what someone else is able to do, just completely different. So what am I saying? What I'm, what I'm, what I'm coming back to is we need to, we need to have something that allows us some guardrails and some, some, um, some rules relative to what is permissible and what's not. And that's really been what's difficult. Mm-hmm. And the Miami situation, I, I think they felt like everything was in the clear and, and that um, things were being done appropriately. So it's it's really handcuffed the NCAA from any type of enforcement because they're not quite sure and neither are our schools, <laughs> not only in our conference but in a lot of the conferences. Right. So, so that's where... Um, maybe it's going to fall on deaf ears, and Congress has an awful lot of really important <laughs> things going on. But we have to make that case. We, we just have to because um, the, they're, they're the ones initially that, that obviously struck down some of the rules previously. So they kind of left us out there with their interpretation of what um, uh, should be permissible and what shouldn't be. And we're hopeful that at least we can get some you know, at minimum, some guidance from them, if not some type of legislation that everybody, you know, across the country could could go by and abide by. So we'll see what happens. I, I am um, optimistic about our new president, Charlie Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he understands the political he does of this, and so he's gonna he's gonna go to work quickly as he just began a week ago on March first, and and so we'll we'll see where it goes. But I, I would say. In totality here, it, college athletics means a lot. 
it's worth fighting for. It, sure. It's, a, it's besides the GI Bill in the history of our country. There's not been another segment of the population, i.e., student athletes, that have benefited more from access and affordability to higher education through sport. So um, I think 3.6 billion dollars of of scholarship or grant aids have have been provided for those 500,000 student athletes. We can't lose sight of that because some of those individuals would never have mm-hmm. had a chance to come to college, and we believe that in our country. And we believe in the education system. So. Um, I'm going to fight for it and, and do whatever I can to get us to a place where it's not going to look like maybe last year or 10 years ago, and that's okay. we got to move on and modernize college sports, but um, also have a little bit of differentiation from professional sports. Adam Golden, studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. The commissioner of the Atlantic Coast Conference, Jim Phillips. There is a lot of uh, ideal, a kind of a, a utopia of college sports there. There's a lot of that in Jim Phillips. And there, there's room for that in college sports. There's a lot of room for it in college sports. The truth of the matter is that it's a very, very difficult balance to kind of, you know, have because first and foremost, college sports is about, not first and foremost, but what it's become is college sports is about revenue and making as much money as you possibly can off the athletes. And if, if, you're, if you're not crazy about the way that, uh, sounds, I mean, that's just the reality. You're, you're trying to maximize as much revenue as you can off the athletes. I mean, it's just one of those things. You have to, uh, you have to understand that that is the, the hard truth about college sports. But there, if we, if we have, if they're going to be encompassed in college, there has to be a college element. So I get, I get all of that. I get the, the, but that doesn't mean that the collegiate model, which has nothing to do with actual college, the collegiate model is simply about the athletes not getting compensated. In other words, donating their time in exchange for the free education, which would be fine if the free education in all cases was an education and we know better. So that kind of that, – that is gone. So if we're about revenue, we have to be about allowing the players to get as much revenue as they can get. I've never understood why the the college industry balked at third parties compensating their players. The alternative, and we may be heading there, is the colleges will be compensating the players. That's where we're headed unless the colleges can figure out a way to allow the third parties to do all of that financial work for them. Balking against it, looking for guardrails, all of those things, 
I just don't understand why. Nobody has guardrails on coaches. Nobody has guardrails on schools. Nobody has guardrails on schedules. We keep they, we keep adding games. We keep adding things. We keep adding travel. We keep adding days, but we don't do anything for the athletes. And then we get mad when they get paid by a third party. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.